So today we will be doing continuation of uh, Luke from last week, Luke 4. And as we heard, uh, Jesus uh, goes back to Nazareth, his hometown. He reads from Isaiah with authority. He claims that he's the fulfillment when he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. That Jesus is the waited, long-waited Messiah. The word anointed here is Christ in Greek and Messiah in Hebrew. And Jesus proclaimed the good news to the poor. And as we heard, poor means a beggar, someone who's absolute poverty, bankrupt, someone who has nothing to offer. And they have a knowledge of their sin and in need to be saved. But of course, the people of Nazareth reject Jesus as Messiah and reject the good news. And we come to Luke 4, chapter 4, 31 to 44. Luke chapter 4, 31 to 44. It is on page 1597. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee. And on that Sabbath began to teach the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his message had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an evil spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Ha, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly. Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What is this teaching? With authority and power he gives orders to evil spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and then left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus. All had various kind of sickness, laying his hands on each one. He healed them. More demons came out of many people, shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place, the people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, <coughs> because this is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogue of Judea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many years ago, I was invited to attend with some people from work, a business opportunity meeting. And this is a non-Christian one. And the speaker is supposedly be an excellent speaker who came out of state to speak, someone who's supposed to have a great enthusiasm and motivation. And I went, as I went there and I was listening to him, 
he brought up Jesus. He wasn't a Christian from what I know, but he still brought up Jesus. And he said, even though we are not natural born leaders like Jesus, we need to be like Jesus. He said, we need to be a great leader like Jesus and be an influential person like Jesus so that people can follow us. As I listened to him, people were clapping, giving the speaker praise. And when I got out of that meeting, I knew that the speaker got the wrong idea of who Jesus was. Who is Jesus to that person? Who is Jesus to all those people that came there that day? Do they know who Jesus is? Is Jesus just a natural born leader? Is Jesus just an influential person? Who is Jesus to them? Who is Jesus? This question is so important. In our text today, we should remember that it is still early in Jesus' ministry and not a lot of people know who Jesus is. After Jesus was rejected in Nazareth, Jesus made his way to Capernaum. Capernaum is northeast of Nazareth. And while Jesus was there, he taught at the synagogue and the people were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. Jesus is like no one else that anybody have ever seen. Jesus is like no one else that the world has ever seen. The people were amazed at Jesus because the way he taught and the way he said it. It was like nothing that anybody has ever seen before previously. Teaching on the Sabbath on a particular day in the synagogue, a strange man stands up in the middle of the crowd. Imagine in worship, somebody just stand up in the middle of the crowd, in the middle of church worship, and cries out loud, go away, what do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus stands firmly and sternly says, be quiet, come out of him. Suddenly this man is thrown right in the middle of everyone as witness, and the demon comes out of him. And all the people were amazed. The question again is, who is this Jesus? People have never seen anything like this before. Who is this Jesus that talks with authority? Who is this Jesus that not just talks with authority, but who also shows his authority? Who is this Jesus that even has authority over demons? Who is Jesus? This question is so important. I've heard from first generation Hmong people who are Christians that when the missionaries went to Asia, many Hmong people came to Christianity. They were converted to Christianity because Jesus can cast out and rebuke demons and evil spirits. It is who Jesus is and what he can do. Jesus is so much more powerful than these demons and evil spirits. Some Hmong people were converted and came to Christ because Jesus can free them from these evil spirits. In the traditional Hmong religion of shamanism, it is about serving and pleasing spirits where you have to offer animal sacrifices for blessings from these evil spirits. And you also have to protect yourself and your family from these evil spirits. In the traditional religion of shamanism, the Hmong people would tie a red lace around their arm here 
or at the bottom of the hills, on top of the hills. And they do this to protect from evil spirits. And their houses, wherever there's a door opening, they will put some red and gold paper on it. And this is to keep all the evil spirits out. Some people still do this today, even in America. But Jesus rebuked evil spirits and demons. And they, Christians, Hmong Christians, use this as a way to evangelize for people to come to Christ. Not just Hmong people. I've also heard it from my other Asian people too that they also use this way to convert other Asians to Christ who still does the original religion that they practice. So the monk has two words for Christians, and I will explain that literary translation. So the first word is Dungjeng, which is a believer. The second word synonymous with the believer is Lao Da. Lao is get rid of, Da is evil spirits, it's to get rid of evil spirits. That word and Christian is synonym synonymous in the Hmong language. So whenever people hear of Christians, people automatically think of those that have Jesus have gotten rid of. Many people, Hmong and Asian people, come to Christianity because who Jesus is. Jesus can rebuke these evil spirits, these demons, and they, even, they are even called people who, got, who Jesus have gotten rid of the evil spirit. Who is Jesus? This question is so important. Looking at today's text, we see that Jesus has authority over demons. Everyone there at the synagogue were so amazed. All the people were amazed that Jesus had authority. And the demon even says, go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. There are three parts to what the demon is saying here. The first part is, the demon knows where Jesus came from. The second part is the demon knows that Jesus can, be, can destroy them. And the third is the demon knows who Jesus really is. The demon, in a loud voice, says, you are the Holy One of God. Dr. Steve Lawson from Ligonier Ministries refers to the Holy One of God as Jesus is infinitely and absolutely holy, fully and perfectly divine. He is transcendent and majestic. He came down from above to save sinners, yet he is set apart from sinners in that he is completely sinless, without any moral blemish, perfect in all his ways. His being is holy. His character is holy. His mind is holy. His motives are holy. His words are holy. His actions are holy. His ways are holy. His judgments are holy. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, every inch, every ounce, in totality, the sum and the substance of the second person of the Godhead is equal holy with God the Father. This is an amazing scene as we think about it, as people are whispering to each other, who is this, who is this Jesus with authority and power, Jesus even gives orders to impure spirits and they come out. It shows us that Jesus is fully divine and he is the son of God. Jesus does not just say 
with authority, but Jesus shows in his action. And on that day, Jesus saved that man. Who is this Jesus? This question is so important. Jesus then goes to Simon's house and rebuked the high fever from Simon's mother-in-law. In one of the commentary I read, the author of Luke is a doctor, and he wrote in here, high fever. And when he wrote high fever, during that time, it means near death. Luke, the doctor, knows the severity and uses these words precisely. But Jesus rebuked the high fever, and she, the mother-in-law, is well again. Jesus then go and rebuke demons, and demon comes out of people shouting, you are the son of God. And they also said, you, Jesus, is the Messiah. The NIV said, Jesus is the Christ. Other versions said, Jesus is the Messiah. It's the same word. Peter came looking for Jesus, and Jesus says, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to our towns, because that is why I was sent. And Jesus kept on preaching in the synagogue of Judea. Who is Jesus? This question is so important. People have never seen anything like this before. Who is Jesus who talks with authority, who rebukes the demon? Who is Jesus that rebukes the high fever and various sickness? Who is Jesus? The world has never seen this before. Who is Jesus? The question is so important. We hear Jesus from the Bible. We hear Jesus from other people. But do we really know who Jesus is? We hear and read from the Bible that Jesus has authority, that Jesus has authority over demons, that Jesus has authority over sickness, that Jesus has authority over everything. But do we believe this? Or is Jesus just another fictional person to us? Matthew 28, 18 says, All authority, Jesus speaking, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Do we really believe and fully believe this? Do we fully trust and believe in Jesus Christ? Or is Jesus another person we hear from the Bible? Is Jesus my Savior? Is Jesus my Lord of my life? Is Jesus your Savior? Is Jesus the Lord of your life? Jesus claimed to proclaim the good news to humanity, the gospel. Luke's right here. Luke right here that Jesus is here to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Quote, John Calvin saw the kingdom of God as being wherever man submitted themselves to the reign of Jesus Christ, the church was not the kingdom of God, but rather in the kingdom. The kingdom was not as an institution, but as the rule of Jesus Christ, the activity of God by grace, not of man by works. Another commentary writes, Kingdom of God is a spiritual realm over which God reigns as king or fulfillment on earth as God's will. It is where God is king over everything. It is where God is reigning as king in God's kingdom. The whole reason why Jesus came to proclaim the good news. In John 17, 2, you have given him authority over all flesh to give eternal life to all who has given to him. Jesus is here to proclaim the good news that the world is looking for and been waiting for. 
Humanity cannot save themselves, but we need a savior, and that person is Jesus. Who is Jesus? This question is so important, and I have asked that question many times. The question is so important that one day, every single human being will have to answer that question, and that will determine where they will go, and that will determine if they will be saved or not. In conclusion, on March 2002, I was baptized with my daughter and firstborn, and she was one years old. On that day, I answered the most important question of my life for everyone to see publicly. And I will read this question for us, a very similar question. And as, as I'm reading this, I want us to answer this question to ourselves in the heart. It comes from a Psalter hymnal, page 964, question one. As I'm reading this, I want us all to answer this question ourselves. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God sent to redeem the world? Do you love and trust him as the one who saves you from your sin? And do you, with repentance and joy, embrace him as Lord of your life? In that year, in 2002, as I answered this question, I had tears in my eyes as I was getting baptized because tears of joy, because I'm the only person in my family who came to Christ. And I knew that when I came to Christ, people would reject me and I would be all naked black sheep from leaving my family and my religion. But it doesn't matter because God has shown his grace to me over and over and over and over again, even though I don't deserve it. Thinking about now, by God's grace, I come to Christ. Who is Jesus? This question is so important. But the Bible answered this, que- this answer for us, and I read it for us. Philippians 2, 10 to 11, it says this, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let us pray together.